0: Hello, and welcome to the Brain Mastery Podcast, brought to you by ABI Wellness. This series features renowned experts on brain injury, brain health, and rehabilitation. Be sure to visit abiwellness.com for more resources.
1: Welcome to the Brain Mastery Podcast. Today's episode, we're covering some really interesting points around innovation, around creativity. And where kind of art and science intersect, and really looking at one's why and understanding through lived experience how to live more authentically towards that why. Today's guest is someone who's worked in the sports field, in physical rehabilitation, physical training, performance enhancement. He's worked in the amateur, the collegiate level, and even in the professional level in the sports realm. He's somebody who has also become very, very passionate about enhancing those that he serves health, whether that was in the physical space or even more into the digital space and really accepting that the way a lot of the world is going is more digital now. So it's really, really exciting to always listen to his perspective on where the world is at, not only where the world is at, but like Wayne Gretzky used to say, where the world is actually going, right? So I'm excited to dig into this episode because personally, you know, full disclosure, is a friend of mine somebody that I met, I think, in San Mateo, California, at a conference, a sports biometrics conference, looking at really enhancing sports performance through some of the best innovative methods. So today's guest is going to have a lot of information for us to distill, to to process, and he has a really inspirational story to share with us as well. So you're going to want to listen up to this one. Today's guest name is Taylor Johnson. So Taylor... Thank you for joining us today. From I think you're in Austin, Texas today. Is that right? That's correct. Cool. Well, anything you wanted to add to your bio there? I, I know I kind of skated all around the ice there.
0: Oh, you did a great job, man. Yeah, I appreciate the acknowledgement and really excited to be on the podcast and jam out with you today. It's fun because we have a lot of these jam sessions quite often, so it's kind of cool <laughs> that ever are recording it now, which is uh, it's a nice little spin.
1: I uh, know it, it's fun, man. Why I wanted to have you on is I thought you have a message that I think could meet a lot of people where they're at right now. You know, in some parts of the world, up here, up north in Canada, as we were talking about, there's been more closures, there's been more kind of anxiety, there was already enough anxiety. <laughs> Down there, it's a little bit different, and sure there's still some anxieties, but it's a little bit different. So to really help people to understand, and this is something you do really well that a lot of the work starts within, right? When we think about mastering, brain mastery, and mind mastery, I really wanted to distill and wrap with you a little bit today on that because you're really somebody who inspires me about doing the inner work, right? And I think that's something that that you're really you're really good at. And so let's get into it, man. Why don't you, for our listeners here, these are people, Taylor, who could be medical professionals. These could be people who work in rehab med. As you know, I work with a lot of kind of physical therapists occupational therapists, psychologists, and individuals really passionate about brain health. A lot of them could be people that may have suffered a concussion and are wondering, oh my God, like, what do I do? Mm -hmm. And everything in between. If you wouldn't mind sharing with people a little bit about your path, right? What motivated you towards that path and kind of where you're at and where you want to get
0: going? So my background is actually in athletic performance. Right, as you mentioned on the intro. So I coached in college in the NFL for about 10 years. And throughout my journey to kind of climb the ranks to get to the NFL, I always told people, and even now I still feel very strongly about this, that my passion is performance and it's my curiosity that navigates through the world. And so when I was coming up as a traditional strength conditioning coach, I was fascinated with nutrition and sports science and rehab and sports psychology and like how do all the pieces of the puzzle fit together? Because it's not just one thing that drives performance. And I also think there's the performance and longevity. Like there's the two aspects of it. It's like, can we increase your performance and then extend the curve as far out to the right as possible with that newfound performance? And it was interesting because, you know, when I got to the NFL, it was a great accomplishment in my career. And I also thought to myself, like, this can't be it. Like this, this isn't the end-all be-all, which is a pretty significant thing to happen you know once you get to that level because most coaches will claw and scratch to stay there so it was a very like awakening in the sense of like wow like what do i really want to be up to in the world however enjoyed my time there i worked under one of the best strength coaches in the industry mark uyama dear friend and mentor i know you know him as well yeah learned a tremendous amount about just performance of really like psychology like how to work with athletes and then also like the business side of sports and understanding, you know, really understanding the politics, to be quite honest, like how to play the game, essentially, which is, I think, is a big piece that some people don't really realize. However, you know, being in the NFL was great. And the two years that I was there, we weren't the best football team. And we made it through one coaching change. I didn't think we we're going to make it through another. And so I started looking for areas to pivot. And so I reached out to friends and colleagues and one dear friend who's a CEO of a tech company. He's like, hey, man, you should check out esports you know, which is professional video gaming, which I had known of, but didn't realize how big it had gotten. And so I started going down the rabbit hole and asking myself the questions I would have (laughs) any other traditional sports team of like, you know, how do they train? How do they practice? What does the overall organization look like? Are there coaches? Are there GMs? Like, is there travel schedules? And the answer was shocking in that there's way more similarities than differences. However, the biggest gap that I saw was there was really no conversation around health, wellness, and performance. And that struck me as, well, why is that? These are high-performing individuals that are competing in tournaments for millions of dollars. They're making six to seven-figure contracts. They're playing these really highly competitive, very, very deep-thinking 4D chess. You know, it's incredible how deep and intricate the strategies and tactics are. Like, well, why is nobody treating them like athletes? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so inevitably, when we had another coaching change and our staff got let go, I had opportunities to go to other teams. But I was like, you know what? If I'm ever going to make a pivot, Now's the time. And so I went all into to eSports and really doing my best to take all of the, the principles, the tried and true things that have been done in traditional sports and apply them into eSports. Also knowing that you can't fit a square peg in a round hole. You got to basically smooth out the edges and fill in the gap. So that's what I did. I've been in space for the past almost six years now. It's been a wild ride, super fun. And i worked for a holdings company that we owned five professional organizations, 14 teams at a developmental academy. And I was a VP of performance and built out all these training programs, about 120 gamers or so. And then that company got acquired. And then I ended up joining the company I'm at now, which is a neuroscience and game development company. You know, and again, it's throughout that career path for me, it's been finding that edge. You know, Mm -hmm. both physically, mentally, Mm -hmm. spiritually, emotionally, you know, for myself first and foremost. And then also like, how do we help people discover that for themselves? And when I got into gaming and when I left esports and even now working in technology, working for a startup, people ask me the question of like, Oh, you were coaching football, man. You must love football. Like, honestly, man, I don't love football. They're like, What? It just throws them off. I'm like, no, I was actually, even now. And what I'm doing, I care more about the people playing the game than the game itself. For me, it was always people first. So I think that's one of the reasons why my transition from traditional sports to esports, from esports to technology and startups was easier, I think, because I didn't see it as the game didn't matter. I mean, the game of life is the most badass game you'll ever play. And that's the game I'm most interested in. And it's the people playing that game that I really care about. So that's kind of where I got to now. I consider myself a high-performance project manager and still using coaching strategies and tactics and conversations to really coach up the teams of individuals that I work with to go achieve these desired results. Um, And I still do consulting for professional organizations, esports organizations, and some traditional sports and companies as well. But yeah, I'm just really excited about where I'm at. It's kind of been this synthesis of like everything I've done in my career. Really, the last 35 years I've been alive has
1: kind of come to this point of bringing me to where i am now which is super fun and exciting well and thank you for sharing that especially well really for everybody that might be listening here but especially for our younger listeners be curious stay curious and that's actually where this conversation would not be happening had another colleague dr len zyakowski and somebody that you know had said to me because I work, as you know, more in kind of the rehabilitation type space with a focus on deploying neuroplastic programs to help people restore or recover or enhance higher order cognition. As one of my mentors, Barbara Aerosmith-Young created that program and and Howard Eden, another one of my mentors taught me about what can be possible. And then Landon suggested, hey, Mark, you need to head down to San Fran and you've got to go to the sport biometrics conference. And I'm like, How's it going to fit with what I do, right? Like, hmm. And Taylor and I were just talking about a new word that we want to patent, scared sighting. And, you know, I have a young family at home and I'm really focused on growing this other organization, ABI Wellness, that you know well. But Len had said, hey, just take the time, invest the time. You'll learn. I promise you, you'll learn. And I get there and, well, you know Len. I mean, oh, like, yeah. the energy this guy has is his own energy. And I see him at the hotel. He's like, Mark, it's so great you're here. Great to see you. All right. It's going to be so much fun. I'm like, OK, I'm in his hands here. And we're sitting there and taking notes, listening to many very, very bright people, people who do technology development, keynote speakers who are talking about the intersection of sport and neuroscience. And I'm like, yeah, I'm in the right place. Yeah. And in multiple sessions, I'm sitting beside you. Yeah. You and I are in the same spots taking these notes. He's a much better writer than I am. I'll get the scrap yet. But I remember we're just kind of talking and we just got to talking and ended up having a coffee. And since then we've become friends. And I think it's important to really understand what you're made of and what Mm -hmm. interests you. And I think that's the thing that I want to kind of encourage you to share a little bit more, Taylor, because it's something I admire in you. And I think it can really help a lot of people when we're especially, you know, a little extra anxiety towards Mm -hmm. the end of the year too. Like, how did I do this year? I want to be accountable. And I don't think we can really reliably know how well we did if we don't know who we are and what we're trying to do. Right. And I think that can be overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely can be. And I get that.
0: I still have those moments where things become overwhelming for me. And I think it all has to do with reframes, reframing it. And I know you're going to ask me at the end about what my favorite book is. And I would say, I'll kind of lead into that now. One of the most Influential books I've read in 2022 was The Gap and the Gain by Dan Sullivan. And I mean, it completely rocked me in the sense of offering me a new perspective on how to reframe both where I'm at now, where I want to go, and like how far I've come. And I think, you know, to the point around like knowing yourself, there is no failure, there's only feedback. And I think I consider myself to be a high performer and high achiever. I'm very much type A personality. And I tend to get lost in the sauce of chasing these goals and dreams. And it's been one of those things where you're chasing that mega dopamine hit at the end, but you kind of miss out on the journey that's happening. I've lived that. And I've had it impact my relationships. I've had it impact my health. And just the past couple of years, I've really had a profound shift in my relationship to myself and my relationship to others and my relationship to the work that I do. And how I choose to navigate the world. And so The Gap and the Gain, reading that book, I mean, I actually read it after I came back from a vision quest out in the desert, which was a four-day water fast. You know, Four days, three nights, I had a tarp, a sleeping bag, and two gallons of water, and that's it. And I was in the desert. It was over Thanksgiving break. And it's amazing when you have a hard stop like that with nothing to do. It's fascinating to like hear the chatter and the psychology unravel. And you just kind of like, it's almost like you purge all these thoughts, right? You're like, wow, well, man, I thought that about five minutes ago. Why am I still thinking that? You know, it's like the, the repeated patterns It's fascinating. And I think the whole concept of like knowing yourself, I mean, one of the big things that I've chosen to really look at is purpose. And for a long time, I struggled to find my purpose. It was a point of contention in relationships. It was something that I always felt friction with. My professional life, like, what am I really doing? Is this what I want to be doing? Does this serve me? Is it serving others? And I think part of it was realizing, like, yes, my passion is performance. I'm incredibly curious. You and I both share the passion of reading. I love to read. If I could read six hours a day, I would. Don't have the time to do it, so I do the best I can. One of the things that really landed for me around purpose was, you know, my purpose is to really know myself and to show up Mm -hmm. and be authentic. And if I can do that and know that that's a journey in and of itself and learn to love that process and journey, then I can really go act on the many missions in life. So one purpose, many missions. And once I got that and really, you know, how to build up a support group around that, I think that's one thing that's really important for any people in any stage of their life is having a really solid support group. Being able to talk about that and share about that was when things really started to shift for me. So when I let go of the notion of my purpose is outside of myself and it's everything from within, and it's how do I interact and communicate with myself? How do I treat myself? Then I started noticing my outward expression of how I navigated the world began to change. And then my clarity around different missions started to change. And to bring it back to you know, the whole cognitive performance and going into eSports, I mean, one of the main reasons why I wanted to get into that space is because, I mean, I wanted to promote health and wellness to millions of people worldwide.
1: And Let me press pause there for one sec. Yeah, One sec. So I remember when I met you, Um, so here I am, this crazy Canadian guy down here in the Bay area on a quest too, right? Trying to understand, okay, where do these worlds of cognitive rehabilitation, safe behavioral intervention for people that may have suffered concussion and want to improve much like in physical rehab performance. We do that. We understand biomechanics. We understand that metaphor. It works Mm -hmm. to help people get back movement from an injury. The PTs out there, you know, you preach this all day long. But on the cognitive side, it was a big gap. And I remember talking with you and you're like, you know, we both play a little bit of football and we're talking. We share that, but we don't necessarily love. I love how you said that. That's me to a T. I didn't love Sunday. I'll tell you that much. My body still doesn't love me for that. But I cared about the people. Right. I cared about everybody I played with. I cared about the relationships. I cared about the shared vision. I cared about all that. That all mattered. That was important to me. But when I met you, you're telling me and you were the first person to really explain esports in a way that I could digest. So when I picked my job floor after two days of hearing about this, I'm like, it's doing what? Yeah, and you're going to do what? But I again, I was very naive. Right. So it's still on. But it's very naive sitting there going, OK, these are just people playing, you know, PlayStation and getting better at Fortnite. You're like, no, no, it's way bigger than that. You know, the leagues are developing, they're extremely well funded, and it actually definitely without question is the future of what we now see as sport. What it will be, we do not yet know, but this is definitely the way it's going. It's so well scaled, but doing, and this is where knowing oneself is important, doing that inner work of understanding your why, it's the next step, Mm -hmm. you can take that why to serve more people in this yeah. way and i remember when i went to visit you in texas i was there for conference, but i caught up with you i think in frisco and i got to witness you and one of your colleagues doing some of this work seeing people it was really cool because these were young kids who were extremely talented in this one area but then you're teaching them about nutrition you know they've got whole foods in there you're teaching them about movement yeah. and these were all missing pieces right and it's the same thing on the physical side of load that we yep. see, right? We call that load for in the sports yep. world. And we have to really watch the load. Well, the cognitive load on them is extremely high. The burnout yep. is extremely high. Yep. And here you are, it's the bank account thing. Like Stevenson said at the conference there, right? It's the whole bank account. And it's used all the time in personal training. You got to make some more investments. And yep. that was the thing that really struck me. And what I want to do for our audience here, you and I could wrap all day on this, we probably will. But for the physical therapist out there, For the occupational therapist out there, while you're running your practice doing what is the traditional, I'm going to treat the orthopedic injury with the traditional stem and the four sessions because that's what insurance will pay for. How do we ensure that we're on our why? Because that's a lot of our audience going, I'm wondering how I could further my practice and actually experience more joy in what I'm doing while walking past some of the fear of doing something new.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting to think about. I mean, I remember growing up and the joke being like, nobody can put me in a box, right? Like I understand it's important to have a framework and I also well the the rules a little bit. And I think, I mean, in the context of an OT or PT doing what's required from insurance, like that's really important. And I think mm-hmm. in addition to that, and I think there's a lot more PTs that are doing this. Yeah. Just getting really curious and having the conversations and understanding the person at the human level, like how you sleep it. What's nutrition like? Because all of that impacts the recovery. I mean, that's pretty common. Like we know that to be true. It's not just the one stimulus of doing the rehab exercises and doing a physical load and periodizing that over time. I think it's it's always important to ask the questions around like how that person is doing on that day, because you may need to change the training. I mean, it's not just so much, hey, are you sore? Are you in pain? But it's like, have you slept? How's your mood? Like all these things matter. And I think he called out a great point. It's like, we do a really good job on the physical side, traditional sports of working backwards from game day and understanding physical load and periodization.
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: one of the things that I've always been fascinated in, and you and I have talked about this, is, well, what does that look like in terms of cognitive load and periodization? Because if we're talking about variables that we have control over, it's volume, density, intensity, and frequency. We do that really well, physical load. Can we do that on cognitive load? I think, yes, we can. And so then it's being really strategic and thinking, okay, what are the different variables at my disposal that I can start to manipulate and modify so that I can get this complete human to perform when it matters most, whether that's on game day, if they're playing a sport or competition, whether that's a CEO or some sort of executive giving a big speech or a partnerships guy giving a big pitch. It's like, can we start to think a little bit differently in the realm of performance? Like, what does that actually mean? And I think everybody is a performer. There is an arena that everybody shows up to every single day. And you could be a doctor, lawyer, soccer mom, stay-at-home dad, professional athlete, esport athlete. It doesn't matter. We are all striving for something. And if you kind of take a step back and look at it, in terms of like these governing dynamics or just like the things that are true, like lifestyle, mindset, nutrition, movement, recovery, all add value to that bank account and can improve your overall performance and longevity. And that's one of the big things I always preach and have preached to the gamers that I've worked with is, look, this isn't about just improving your performance. This is about improving your longevity. Can you play into your 30s? Because right now it's pretty rare. Most of these kids peak in their early 20s because they've been playing since their early teens. They burn out. They have overuse injuries. They're nutrient deficient. They have no stress management tools, no coping mechanisms. They make it to the pros. They get a couple good years runs in and then they're done. And so the other thing I was always curious about is like, well, what if we were to offer this bridge program and really mentor these young adults? Because that's what they are with resources and mentorship and help them for life after game like what comes next how do we set them up for success for beyond this current state in their life because i think we all experience that We all have these transitions and evolutions in life. It's like we go from one thing to the next. We may have a couple of career pivots. We may have before family, during family, after family. You know, my aunt, she always jokes about, you know, I'm on my third marriage with my first husband. That's life (laughs) before kids, life with kids, and life when they moved out of the house. And I love that. But it's these different evolutions of who we are as people and who we're becoming. It's always a state of who are we becoming, who we are now and who we're becoming. And that kind of goes back to the gap in the game of the reframes and kind of where we're at. And I know we're jumping around a little bit, but I think this is no, it's good. to say. It's, it's good. You know, so the gap in the game is a really interesting framework in that like, okay, you have your baseline. This is where you are now. Far too often, and I'll speak for myself, I'm always looking ahead. What is next? There's this ideal self that I want to reach. There's this goal that I want to obtain. There's this level of financial freedom. There's this job title. There's this raise. There's this mm-hmm. vacation. There's whatever it may be. And what happens is, if where you are now in the state that you want to go to, there's this space, there's this gap of distance to close. And if you constantly stay in that gap and you're always judging yourself towards that goal, you're always going to be in some gap or some deficit. Well, I'm not there yet. If I do this, then I can have that. If, if then that, right? And for myself, I mean, it becomes quite a toxic environment where I'm like, man, I'm not there yet. It's kind of discouraging. Like, yep, I'm able to have the right support and tools to be like, yep, well, this is good. I know I'm getting there. I'm getting closer. I'm chipping away, yeah. chipping away. But I often find that it kept me out of being fully present. Whereas living in the gain is saying, okay, where you are now compared to where you were yesterday, where you were a week ago, a year ago, 10 years ago. And even in the moment of different things and life experiences happening and be like, okay, well, am I living in the gap or am I living in the gain? What are the insights and the aha moments and the wins in this moment, no matter how shitty it may be? For instance, my grandma had a stroke four days before Christmas this year. It rocked the family pretty hard. And gratefully, she's healthy and she's stable and she's on her way to recovery. And I had this moment of getting off the call with my mom and, you know, obviously upset. I was crying. And then I kind of had this moment of, okay, how can I reframe this? Like, well, I don't know how bad it is. I know it's bad. I just don't know how bad. And rather than like thinking, oh, well, I'm never going to see her again. You know, if she dies, I'm never going to see her again. Or she'll be paralyzed for the rest of her life. And maybe she won't be able to speak and all these things. And then I was like, okay, well, what can I feel really good about in this moment? Which is kind of an interesting thing to think about. But I was like, okay, I made a commitment five years ago that every week on Sunday, I would call my grandma. And for the past five years spoke to her every weekend and there were some days where it wasn't on a Saturday it was on a Sunday I kept her on her toes and there's some weeks where it'd be a little bit later in the week or if I was traveling or out of country or something but I'd always call her once again. I felt really good about that I was like no matter what happens with my grandma in this moment I feel good about the relationship that I built with her and that felt awesome and I also apply that to my life it's like okay I have really I'm a very ambitious person and I know I'm, I am currently up to and will achieve great things in life and I don't have those things yet. And when I look back, and that's why it's fun to talk about the past, you know, and look back on my career. I mean, I feel really good about what I've done so far. You know, like it doesn't always feel good in the moment, but it's like looking back, I feel really good about that. I feel like I've had a positive impact. I took a stand and I was committed to following through on really changing the lives of individuals and really meeting them where they're at as it relates to their performance. And Really getting past the stigma around gaming and saying, "Well, so they sit at a computer. So what? You know how many millions and millions of people sit at computers every single day and crank you out me work right now. Exactly, you me right now. Yep. There's no difference. There's no difference. You know, like when you get past that, and then when you start to think beyond and look at it holistically in terms of performance and training and recovery and not everybody needs to train like a professional athlete however there are insights you can pull from that and basically come up with derivatives and create a i like to call them bams like a bare ass minimum what can be a bam for you that's a daily win and so a lot of what i did with these gamers is come up with bams i was like all right man so you don't want to work out 20 minutes a day can you do five can you do five minutes of mobility and if you could do five minutes of mobility consistently that's a win and what's funny is when you, I mean, Atomic Habits is another great book. No, I mean, that's like such a great book of being able to break down. It's all behavior change is really what it is. Yep. So I think if you can do that and kind of going back to your question around like OTs and PTs, I think it would be really fun. It could be really fun to start to habit stack and to offer people insight into doing things outside of the normal rehab. Like, hey, you know, let's try to get, when you do your rehab exercises at home, like drink a glass of water after, or eat a piece of fruit, or whatever it may be, and I think it's just getting creative in finding ways to think outside the box to really shift and offer 100%. offer different perspectives.
1: Well, that's the thing, I and mean, there was a lot in there, and thank you for that. I think about some of the PTs that I've known and continue to know and continue to inspire me. And OTs and dogs too. I really like the ones who are continually asking, "How am I doing today?" To yesterday, where did I want to start? This is why the journaling. My wife and you—you're the biggest people pushing me to journal. It's an area I really want to improve upon. I started, but I didn't keep the consistency going last year. But you will never know where you're going if you don't know where you've been and where you want to go and where you're currently at. And yeah. for me, that's where, for context, just with the organization I run with ABI Wellness, I found that many people, many professionals, really struggled reliably tracking and charting because it's hard (laughs) you know and running records probably the best because that's looking at behavior however that was a thing that, that i really i really listened to the people out there in the space and went oh my god that would be hard as you know i ran a clinic too and i understood That is very challenging, especially when we're thinking about, you know, each of us, you know, the hourglass behind your left shoulder there starts each day and we've all only got so much time. You know, we want to make sure that time is as on purpose as possible. And so by tracking it, I think it's important because that's something that, I mean, you're totally right. But as I think about James Clear's work and Atomic Habits and all of that, it's easy to say, yeah, we'll have, have an apple. But it's really hard to do. And changing those behaviors is probably the hardest thing to do. So, what I want to encourage people to do that might be listening. I'm thinking of everybody listening here and enjoying listening to Taylor. You know, what I've tried to do with this podcast, with this network, with our clinical network, is to encourage people to connect with each other. Other people, it's all hard. <laughs> yeah, you know, hard things are hard, right? And it's all hard. But by taking a first step towards something that might be innovation. If you can double-check your work and make sure that it's on your purpose, it's with you, you've always wanted to innovate in a certain way, you've always been an OT that's wanted to try to do something that could be a little bit more innovative, I encourage you to reach out. Go for it. Nothing ventured, nothing gay. Because I remember going on that plane down to San Fran, I'm like, I have a lot of work and responsibility at home here, right? And I had guilt, all these other things that many of us hold. But thank God I did it. It was really good. And I encourage people, if you're listening here and this resonates for you, reach out to that organization that you're curious about. If you're interested in the gaming world and making it more holistic, reach out to Taylor. He'll give us contact info towards the end or you can reach him through me. If you're curious about a different way forward in brain health, reach out to me. And I may not be the right answer, but I'll try to connect you because I, I think we're all searching to have that, the Viktor Frankl, the meaning. And I think that's something that I love about the people that I've been fortunate enough to connect and learn from. There's a lot of people on that same quest. And most people that have been courageous enough to go down that road want to help others on the same road. For sure. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, it never hurts to ask.
0: Just make a list of five people in each area you're interested in and just reach out. You'd Mm -hmm. be surprised. And to that point, too, I, I really feel like the people that are doing great work, they appreciate when people reach out. They may not always have the time. But there is an appreciation there. And there may be, like you said, it's like, I may not have the answers, but I could point you to someone who might. And I think exactly. it's all, we can't do it all alone. I think one of the biggest things that I've really come to appreciate is just support groups and networking and having people you can lean on and share ideas. And I would encourage everybody to do that as well, because it's just a rising tides raise all ships. I mean, let's just do it all together.
1: Let's, 100%. Like living that abundance mindset, here. like 100%. There's so much out there. We have no clue, right? That's the Gary V thing that I'd absolutely love. Like it is abundant. There's so much out there. We have no clue. We don't have a clue. Now, when we put our own internal bias filters on that you know, I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, can't do it, who am I? Well, we all can have those, but you got to try to walk through those and say that, especially if you're on purpose. You know, I was chatting about one of our clients, one of my former clients earlier, and I get a little bit emotional talking about this guy because he was. He had suffered multiple strokes and was looking for programs that could help him improve his cognition. And as you know, what we do, what I do professionally, is pretty innovative. So he found us, and of course, I let him know about what we had found and what we had not yet found, (laughs) and you know how we might be beneficial for him. And he came in, and he did really well, and he actually got back to work in some capacities, which was not going to be the standard for him. It wasn't wasn't in his future, but it really changed how he showed up in the world with his wife Mm. and everything. And I heard from his wife the other day. And she wrote me this email and said, you know, he's not doing well. It was another illness uh, sadly, had occurred for him. And she's like, thank you so, so much for everything that you did for me. Hmm. And I hadn't quite thought of it in that way because she was a bit more of a, some people are a little bit more difficult at times. Uh, it, she was a little bit more difficult, but she was going through whatever she might be going through. I didn't yeah. know. But she just said, thank you so much. And to my colleague Howard, "You know, thank you both so much for what you've done for me. Because you gave me parts of my husband back that I hadn't Mm, seen. And then he showed up for me in a different way. And I was like, goosebumps, right? I still, even hearing it, those are her words, not mine. I was Mm. like, so had we not, and all this is about a network, right? Having the courage to go and do these kinds of things. Had we not done that, he wouldn't have been able to show up in what actually ended up being his last decade Mm. in a way that inspired and rekindled that relationship. That's a beautiful thing. It is. Right. Had we not created that, that may not have happened in that way. It wouldn't have happened in that way. I really got me reflecting. You would have loved it philosophically. I tried to quiet my mind down because you're mm. one of my teachers on that too, and went, "Whoa, that's big! Like that's big!" And so, if those are things that people who are listening that you want to be a part of, and ego-wise, that actually have to acknowledge, it's pretty wonderful. It Feels pretty great to have been even a witness. To be a part of those kinds of things occurring, it's pretty remarkable. And that's what's fun about doing things that are new, like what you're doing and like what we're doing here. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, totally. Well, I mean, I just really acknowledge you. Again, I acknowledge you a
0: lot for all the work that you're doing and the impact that you're having. I mean, stories like that just really speak to that impact. It's like you gave her parts of her husband back. I mean, parts of her life back, I would imagine as well. That's, That's just a beautiful gift to give. Well, yeah, they could argue again.
1: <laughs> well, yeah
0: right <laughs> yeah, i mean you know Just some people yeah. that's their way that's their that's their love language hey 100 you know? percent.
1: no yeah. it's, my encouragement there is that if you have that idea to do something new i think about some of the pts i've worked with they were always struggling with how do i treat cognition like what do i do mm. i say i do something but i don't do anything. well we do something you could try it right yeah. we trade people on that and that's been a real journey that you've been a part of, of witnessing from the other yep. side. You know, over the years, and it's just been that inquiry that drives, you know, I think that's really a value you and I really share and service, right? You know, you shouted out a book, I'm going to share one too. You know, I really, really loved Ryan Holiday's latest book, Courage is Calling. Excellent book on my bookshelf over there. Very, very good because I think there's a call to be courageous. It's whether we answer the phone or not. Because right. <laughs> we can say, we could get the auto text, kind of busy right now, can't talk. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and I'll just keep on with my status quo. And that's a choice. Yeah, sure. But like, I'm happy with courageous and hopped on planes. And I'm happy, I'm grateful I got to know you because I think that you're somebody who's constantly trying to push those edges in a way that can help people realize more of their yet unfounded, unrealized, unthought of potential. Mm. And I know we can see that more tangibly. I mean, you worked with the Niners, you look at a Patrick Willis, you're like, okay, there's a lot of potential. there. You know, you can see it and you yeah. can measure it. But when we think about the holistic person, there's so much there that we don't know. It's there for all of us. It's just having the system that we engage with to help us get there. And it's going to take that focused attention and work, right? Yeah, it's, it's that and... I mean, what I'm hearing in that too is
0: to answer the calling, there's also like limiting beliefs. It's like, oh, well, like, yeah, that sounds amazing, but I can't do that. Or like now is not the right time. Or and I get that. I mean, I still come up against that in a few areas of my life regularly. And then it's like, well, what's the worst that can happen? And then I use like the Tim Ferris. Kind of fear-setting exercise where you literally list out all the worst things that could happen. You're like, well, it's actually not that bad. (laughs) I mean, it could always be worse, and it's probably not that bad. Yeah, and I think this kind of comes back to the self-examination and journaling and just having that dialogue with yourself of consistently examining, like, well, where am I at today? Where was I at yesterday? Where do I want to be tomorrow? And really acknowledging yourself for the wins and, you know, the struggles too, because there's a lot of beauty in the struggle. I mean, some of my most profound shifts and insights have come through some of the darkest times of my life and it sucks while you're in it. And everybody will tell you like, ah, it just takes time. And you're like, ah, screw time, you know? But the truth is like, yes, it just takes time and it takes the diligence and the commitment to yourself. And I think the more you can really, you know, understand who you are and your authentic expression and like, what do you want to be up to in the world? And it makes the distance between the stimulus and response much shorter because you're able to clear whatever negativity may come up. You're able to reframe, you're able to get past or beyond that limiting belief and you're able to start build more momentum. You know, life is about momentum. It's all a big dance, man. It's just shifts and pivots and twirls and zigzags and all everything in between. And I think that's what makes it so awesome. I joke with my friends, you know, like the human experience is the most psychedelic experience we will ever have. you don't need to take psychedelics and plant medicine. We are in a psychedelic experience. And if you choose to see it that way, relationships, your relationships with self, with others, professional, romantic, platonic, whatever it may be. I mean, these are all exchanges. It's all... You know, I'm really into plant medicine and really into psychedelics. And I've been a part of that community for seven years, seven years plus, and it's profoundly changed my life. And One of the things I've always said is, you know, life is one giant ceremony and every day is its Mm -hmm. own ritual. And it's the intention that we bring towards each day that really helps the day unfold. So if you choose to look at it that way, I mean, for those that have sat in ceremony or been a part of any therapy session that, that has some sort of psychedelic or plant medicine, the journey is the journey itself. But really, it's the integration that's after that's yeah. been found and yeah. important. It's like, how do you take those lessons and then start to work those into your life and make sense of it? And that's essentially what's happening on a day-to-day basis. You may have a confrontation with a coworker and like that triggers you and brings something up. But what is it about that that triggers me? What do I learn about myself in that moment when that person's reflecting back to me something that I may not like? Is there judgment? Is there anger? Is there fear? What's underneath that? And then how do I integrate that and then take that forward and how I navigate the next time that conversation comes around or a conversation that's similar with somebody else? I think it's just one of those gifts that, life is giving us on a daily
1: basis to just learn and grow yeah well and if you love something you know that's the thing that I, I think about It's i, I keep thinking about process mm-hmm. like that's why when i pull up my laptop every day my why is there my values, and mm-hmm. like love that it's a reminder especially it helps me to connect my feelings a little bit better right and so i think about gladwell's blink stuff and all that and i'm like well why do you feel that way is it truly just a feeling or is it really rapid cognition? I'm on value right now. My behavior has been so on value and so on purpose. My need for joy is met. My need for service is met. My beliefs are connected. Those three values are so in alignment with my behavior that the result is I feel really good. Yeah. Or when I'm feeling like I'm just not able to get anything done, well, I'm not believing in what I'm currently doing. I have a big need for connection and team. Therefore, that is why the manifestation of that lack of alignment is that I'm not feeling all that good well that makes sense because then I can do the backwards math (laughs) to say oh okay those aren't in alignment okay what do I need to do (laughs) in order to get back in alignment and that's something that you know I just I really it's been a pleasure to share kind of your insight with our listeners today because I think there's so much there and your vulnerability is great. I mean, here you are in Texas, the home of Brene Brown, right? You got the amazing Ryan Holiday there in your massive state and got such a wisdom for a young guy. And for people that are out there right now, if they are OTs, if they are PTs, because that's most of our group, but there's yeah. also a lot of just young professionals, you know, but there's someone that when this comes out, I will share it with I think the message he needs right now. What's your kind of send off encouragement to them? around just brain health in general, around finding your why? I mean, the first thing that comes up as an action item is
0: to start a journal practice, if you're not already. Mm -hmm. And you can keep it super simple. Every day, three points of gratitude. And even as simple as three points of gratitude could be one sentence each. And then at the end of the day, three wins that happened that day, just as a reframe. It could be the best day ever or the worst day ever, but still find three wins that are meaningful to you.
1: Mm-hmm. it could be something
0: as simple as like man I had the best cup of coffee, I had a great conversation, and I got some exercise in something like that. Okay, that'd be the first thing. I think the second is to stay curious. Really set aside some time, especially as we're coming up on the end of the year and starting 2022 is if you look back the last 3, 5, 10 years, what are the things that light you up the most in terms of learning and exploration and maybe make a list of one to three things and set aside 10 minutes a day or an hour a week or something like that, where you can go learn about those things more or see if it takes you on a rabbit hole to discover something new. Because I think that's one part of the human experience that's so fascinating is like just learning new things. And what an amazing time to live where we could literally learn anything online from reputable sources, have amazing conversations or listen to amazing people talk like a podcast or an audiobook, whatever it may be. And so kind of associated with that is if you don't already have a mentor, seek a mentor. Mm, It can either be through books, it could be through podcasts, or it could be an actual like relationship with somebody. And one of my favorite things that really shifted my relationship with books, and you know, I'm a huge book fan, is, you know, books are like mentors at your fingertips. And nobody ever said you have to read a book cover to cover. You can read the table of contents, find the one part that's the most meaningful to you in your life right now, read that. And then put the book back on the shelf. Love it. And they're like friends. It's like when you pick up a call with a friend, like when you and I, like we won't talk for like, you know, a month or two, we'll pick up a call. It's like we talked yesterday. (laughs) You know, it's like the same thing with books, you know, like you can literally pick a book off the shelf and just read and be like, oh man, this is another really good chapter. That makes so much sense. Cool. Put it back on the shelf. Develop relationships with
1: your learning. I I think that's really powerful. I love that. And I think that we'll make sure that's really clear in the notes. I think that's very tangible for everybody. And my encouragement for people that are listening here, because I found this time and time and time again, is really understanding your values, your personal values, your why. I think the journaling prompt is brilliant. I think that's something that will help us to better understand where we're at, help us to get better self-understanding, which is really what it's all about. And then for people that are out there still, if you're perfectly satisfied with where you're at, that's wonderful. Like good on you, <laughs> but if there's an area that you're really looking to further grow, that's where community is so important. And you know, that's something that you and I are big fans of is building the network, building community. This kind of message, tailored message, kind of resonated for you. You know, download this, share this with people that might need to hear it right now. Because I know there's a lot of people. It's a little bit overwhelming how many people are struggling with these sorts of areas right now. But know that we've all kind of been there, right? <laughs> right? I mean. And it took this connecting with people with similar values that could help us get to where we want to go. So Taylor, I'm grateful that you would take the time out of your schedule to share some of your, your message and journey. I'm excited. I'm proud of everything you've accomplished already, but I'm excited mm-hmm. about where you're going because I know it's all rooted in service and, and helping, helping others to help themselves. And I think that's an important distinction. <laughs> I'm grateful for your buddy. And you know, I'm looking forward to doing this again at some point soon. Thanks brother. Well, I appreciate
0: you and Receive the acknowledgments and really want to acknowledge you for everything you've, everything you've accomplished in your life as well. I mean, you're an amazing friend. I know you're an amazing father and uh, husband to your family and an uh, amazing person to work for. And I think it shows in your leadership and just in how you Thank approach you. that. And, uh, and also the fact that you're doing this podcast to share a message and to help people discover more about themselves and really live into the best lives they can create. So I really appreciate you doing that.
1: Uh, thanks buddy it means a lot from you so uh remember you're one of my mentors too so i I love what you said about books it's so incredibly true take a good look at that bookshelf and what books are around you right those are your influence so yep all right thanks again and we'll see you on the next episode thanks
0: brother appreciate you
2: thank you so much for continuing to listen to the brain mastery podcast We're super grateful for the community of supporters of this podcast. Again, this podcast was designed with an intention and an objective, and that was to share stories of rehabilitation, of recovery from brain injury, to really interview some of the leaders out there to provide more hope to community members. So thank you again for all of the support with that. If this episode resonated for you and had value for you, we just ask. Please download and share it. Please also, if you wouldn't mind, rate the podcast. Those ratings really matter and help us to spread the message. If you're a clinical provider out there, meaning a physical therapist, an occupational therapist, or somebody who just works with people with brain injury and want to learn more about the Bears platform, we've tried to make it as easy as possible for you to do so just go to www.abiwellness.com to learn more about how to get involved. Our training is very accessible and we've tried to make it very very easy for people to get access to this neural rehabilitation platform. Thank you again for your support and we'll see you on the next episode.
0: The statements made regarding the Bears platform and ABI Wellness have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The efficacy of the Bears platform has not been confirmed by FDA-approved research. The Bears platform is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All information presented here is not meant as a substitute for or alternative to information from healthcare practitioners please consult your healthcare professional about potential interactions or other possible complications before using any product. The Federal Food, Drug, and
1: Cosmetic Act requires this notice.